Teacher Time Mastery, the podcast made for secondary English language arts teachers like you, with your host, Becky Zarr. Exploring interactive lesson platforms, Lumio by Smart versus Nearpod. In the ever-evolving landscape of education technology, Interactive lesson platforms have become an essential tool for engaging students in both physical and virtual classrooms. As the owner of New Horizons Academy, a company dedicated to providing online classes and tutoring to middle school and high school students across the world, I understand the importance of selecting the right platform to meet both your teaching goals and your students' needs. In this blog post and this podcast episode as well, we'll dive into the comparison of two prominent players in this arena, Lumio by Smart, yes, the smart board company, and Nearpod, including why I started with one and left it for the other. First, let's talk about importing lessons. Let's start at the very beginning. I know this is a novel idea, but if you've been teaching for a while or you've had access to other materials, you likely already have some version of the lesson in PowerPoint, Google Slides, Keynote, or PDF files. That's one thing that makes these interactive platforms truly awesome for teachers because you can import what you already have and not have to reinvent the wheel. In Nearpod, you can import lessons from your computer, Google Drive, Dropbox, or OneDrive. Personally, I've had way better luck importing from Google Drive, like as a Google Slides file, than the PowerPoint files, as the PowerPoint files always seem to be off when I upload them. The fonts are different and they can be overlapping other font text or images or the layout just gets really messy and sometimes impossible to read. So keep that in mind there. In Lumio, you can import from Google Drive as well, but you can also upload from your computer as a PDF, PowerPoint file, or since they are the smart board company, you can upload a smart notebook file. So if you have a bunch of those, you can upload it here too. They do not currently have any sort of integration with Dropbox or OneDrive, but they have just launched a beta program where you can upload editable, editable PowerPoint files. This is awesome because with either Nearpod or Lumio, it usually just imports a flat screenshot style image of your slide. So it has to be perfect before uploading, or you'll end up having to go back to your original program, like slides or PowerPoint, make the change and re-upload that slide all over again. With Lumio's editable PowerPoint option, you can edit your text right there in Lumio, removing the need to swap back and forth between programs and re-upload. However, you do lose some formatting with the PowerPoint slide upload still. Fancier fonts, they're replaced with more basic options. Shapes may be slightly off in their placement, which is something to note if you use a check mark or a star to mark correct options on a review slide, for instance. It may not be exactly where you want it to be. If you use the bucket fill tool for a text box, um, just like to fill in a text box with a different color with your text or whatever, that color will be gone in the Lumio version as well. 
All of that may be worth it for the ability to edit on the fly though, without having to switch back and forth and re-upload. With Lumio, you also have the option to import individual slides and activities, or even whole lesson sets into a new presentation using the My Library Import option. This is so great to pull in previous slides for review, or like I've done a few times, just set up some templates for activities or slides or whatever. Then all you have to do is import them, drop them into the lessons as needed, make minor adjustments, and it saves you so much time instead of starting from scratch every single time. Nearpod allows you to copy your slides, but you have to exit the one lesson you're in, find the other one, open it up, find the slide, copy the slide, close that lesson, reopen the lesson you needed in the first place, and paste. It's doable, but it's definitely more of a hassle. Now, if you're a Keynote user, Keynote file upload is not supported for either platform, but you can save your Keynote file as a PowerPoint file, the PPTX, or you can upload it to Google Drive as a Google Slides file and import it from there. Another option would be to save it or virtually print it, quote unquote, as a PDF and then upload the PDF file. If you do the PDF route, it's also going to preserve your formatting. So you're not going to have fonts look different or anything like that when you upload it. However, it is a static image type of deal. There's no moving it around after that. And this, this is brand new for August 2023. And I'm so excited because I literally just figured out as I was writing this that you can now upload from Canva directly to your Lumio account too. So awesome. So I know a lot of us teachers love using the Canva presentations for all the different options it lets us do in there. Um, but Canva also lets us get really creative with how we set things up. So now you can take that Canva presentation or a graphic, a worksheet, whatever you've made, go to the apps icon in the sidebar in Canva, search for Lumio in the apps, and then hit connect. Boom. You can send your files directly to Lumio to make them interactive. So pretty graphics and interactivity for all. Now, I do believe that there's also a way that you can work with Canva. So, uh, sorry, Canvas. Ah, I get those two mixed up all the time. So you can work with Canvas, the LMS, um, so that you can get that to show up on there easily and make it to where students can see it right there on Canvas. This is really foreign soil for me, though, as we've never used Canvas as our LMS. We are Google Classroom type of people or Edmodo way back in the day. Um, so yeah, if you are a Canvas user, you might look into that. Smart has a really helpful, um, let's see, it's under support software Lumio by Smart. If you go to their website, they have a lot of really great things in there. And I see that they have one using Lumio with Canvas so you might go check that out if you're a Canvas person. Okay, gamification. Let's talk about the fun stuff. So picture this. 
the classroom, once a bastion of solemn textbooks and sleepy eyes, has undergone a remarkable transformation. It's like it attended a hip makeover workshop and emerged with a funky new wardrobe. Enter gamification, the secret sauce that's given learning a zesty twist. Remember the days when quizzes were about as exciting as watching paint dry? Well, not anymore. Gamification has swooped in like a caped crusader, turning quizzes into riveting challenges and polls into nail-biting decisions. It's like the classroom suddenly got a dose of pixie dust and turned into a lively game show where students are the fearless contestants. So move over monotony, gamification's in town, we all know it, and it's giving learning a much needed adrenaline boost. So how can we use Lumio and Nearpod to ramp up our classrooms like that? Well, both Lumio by Smart and Nearpod recognize the transformative power of gamification in education. With Lumio, you have access to interactive quizzes, polls, and collaborative activities that can elevate engagement levels in your classroom. Nearpod, too, offers gamification elements like quizzes, simulations, and even virtual field trips. Both platforms allow you to incorporate interactive challenges that can turn lessons into exciting learning adventures. So let's dive a bit deeper into this because this is my favorite part of both of these platforms. Okay, Lumio. Lumio offers Shout It Out, a collaborative posting digital bulletin board similar to the Collaborate board in Nearpod. And it even has categorization, which was a huge selling point for Nearpod's premium plans. Um, Lumio also offers the option to turn any slide into a whole class whiteboard where all students can write, draw, or drag icons around as needed. Honestly, we use the whole class whiteboard more than the shout it out option simply because we feel like it gives us more flexibility than either the shout it out or collaborate board options. However, you can add in a shout it out class whiteboard or teacher only whiteboard on the fly at any point in the lesson, which is handy. I think Nearpod now allows you to throw those into your lessons as well. Now, Nearpod's flagship to gamification is its time to climb game, which even my high schoolers enjoy, though they pretend not to, of course. It's an awesome way to do a quick check for understanding activity while also acting like a gamified reward at the end of class. Beyond time to climb, they also have polls, fill in the blank questions, memory test, a memory style matching game, and matching pair cards. Lumio by Smart has taken a huge step forward with gamif gamification as they offer 12 game-based learning activities. Yeah, 12. <laughs> and they have fill in the blanks. They have a game show, which even has like a cheesy little game show announcer guy. Um, they have match em up. And all of these have like really cool little themes that are going to pull your students in. And you can even customize your own themes as well, which I've done for a few of my older students. Um, they have flip out, which is flashcards. They have label reveal for an image you upload. And the example they have on there is like if you're going to be labeling uh, parts of a plant 
or something. You could upload a picture of the plant and then they have labels. Anyway, you could do it for like parts of a paragraph or an essay even. You could do a lot of things with that. There's a memory match. There's rank order. So like first, second, third, all on down. There's speed up, which is like a racing quiz game thing. They have like little race cars around a track. Uh, super sort where the students sort items or words into categories. We do this a lot for our synonyms and antonyms for a word. Um, there's a word search, which we like to do as kind of our initial slide as we wait for students to log in because they get a little preview of kind of what we're going to be doing that day. Keeps them busy. <laughs> there's also team quiz, which it reminds me very much of who wants to be a millionaire. It's set up kind of that different that different style of what they have there. But our personal favorite is Monster Quiz. And that's kind of their flagship for gamification is Monster Quiz. Where you try to hatch a monster egg the fastest by answering questions correctly with your team. And as you get one right, um, the egg will start to crack. All of a sudden you'll see a little foot and then a hand and you know, you go until your monsters hatch. It's it's really fun. They can do it individually or they can do it with teams. And I don't know, it's just really fun. We also use response, uh, an activity called response quite a bit in Lumio. And we use it for polls, but it can be used for so much more. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit too. Overall, I think Lumio takes the cake in the gamification category. They offer so many more options and I don't know, the way that you can customize them all is just, it's fantastic. Okay, so now let's talk about quizzes and tests. So if you're looking for a more formal style of quizzing instead of like a quiz game, um, if you're looking for that or testing, then yeah, you can definitely do that with both platforms as well. In Nearpod, they have just quiz, which is a simple multiple choice quiz activity. Definitely useful. Lumio also offers quizzing and testing options via that response feature that I mentioned earlier, but it expands on the question types. More than just the multiple choice, you can also do true-false, which really is just a multiple choice, but it's preset for you. It's less typing because it's already in there as an option. You can do multiple answers, so select all that apply kind of things. The poll and opinion questions, like I mentioned earlier, and they even have short answer questions. Now, you can mark which option is correct on all of these types, except for the poll opinion questions, which it's kind of that... There's no one right answer idea, so there's not going to be an answer. And uh, the short answer questions. For these, you can either leave it as a, quote, open answer to assess these later, or you can provide up to four correct answers that could be provided for automatic grading. So, for instance, if you wanted them to type in... I don't know, who was our first president was the question. Um, you could put your options as George Washington, Washington, and leave it at that. Or you could put Mr. George Washington as another, or General George Washington, you know, whatever you think students might respond to that. 
And um, I think you can go back in and look at those later. We haven't done too much with the short answer ones yet, but I like that they're putting that in there as an option too. Anyway, I've also just uploaded pre-existing PDF quizzes into Lumio. Um, this has been really handy if I am in a time crunch. I already have a resource made. It's from, you know, back in the day or whatever. And I just, I simply didn't have time even to copy and paste from the worksheet into an auto grading thing. You can easily just upload the PDF. Tell your students to use the text tool to type in any responses. Use the pen tool to circle if it's, you know, a multiple choice or something like that. And then set it as an individual handout mode. And we'll talk about that more in the slide markups that we're getting ready to talk about here. But anyway, it's a simple, easy, and effective way to go ahead and send that out to your students. Yes, you will have to manually grade these later, but Lumio makes it super easy to see their work at a full size after the fact, which wasn't an option at all when we were using Nearpod. I think they've worked on that a little bit, but it was so hard to see those draw activities in Nearpod back when we were using them full time. Okay, now let's talk about slide markup. The ability to go into a slide during a lesson and draw, highlight, circle, whatever you need to. Both Nearpod and Lumio offer slide markup options for students and teachers. So let's start with the students. In Nearpod, you can add an activity called Draw It that allows students to mark up a blank slide or an image or PDF that you have uploaded. It's an individualized activity and there's a directions bar at the top for quick reference. Um, they can even draw shapes or upload images, videos, GIFs, GIF, GIF, I never know how to say that, but they can put those right on their slides. The one problem I had while using the draw it option in my lessons was that if I tried to upload an existing PDF worksheet, for, for example, it was often very small on their screens, very small on their screens as they're trying to fill it out. And it was small on my screens when I would go to the reports and try to see what they wrote. Sometimes it was just flat out impossible to see what their responses were. So disheartening. Um, however, I do love that Nearpod offers the timer option on these draw it activities. This was so helpful for students who would take their sweet time finding just the right picture or changing their font colors. Well, what if I did green? What if I did pink? And it gave them a little bit of urgency. So that's something that I miss within those Lumio slides. They do have a lot of different options within the Lumio slides, um, but that timer, that's definitely one that I have missed. So that is something to keep in mind if you're a big timer user. Although, you know, you could always just set a timer off to the side as well, and then you wouldn't have to worry about that. But it's another thing to have, so eh. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Lumio also offers options for student slide markup, and I've really been impressed with what they have. Uh, for them, you can take any slide and convert it with just literally two clicks. First, when you're in their editing program side of things, when you're in the edit screen, I should say, 
They have a little magic wand icon up in the top corner. Click that and then you get to choose whether you want it to be an individual student handout where every student gets their own copy and they don't get to see each other's. You can do a group workspace, which is really cool. You can, when you get to those slides, you can either have it just randomly put students into groups and then they all will have a shared screen with just their group members or you can drag them around and put students in certain groups too. Anyway, that has been awesome. I love that feature. Um, we also use a lot of whole class whiteboards. So again, with any of these, you just click that little magic wand icon, choose what you want, and boom. Couldn't be simpler. On top of that, the slides are the PDFs that you upload. They're full size, which is nice. It doesn't try to shrink them down into a slide screen. Like it keeps them the full page size. Um, and you can scroll down them to see them better. You can zoom in or out as you need to. Um, students will have the option to add text, adjust colors for font or pens or anything like that. There's a highlighter in there. They can add shapes. They can add images. They can drop live links onto it. Um, lots of cool things there. In both Nearpod and Lumio, you can access a screen where you can see the students' names that are currently working on their activity, whether it's a draw it activity or an individual handout. But I think group does it too, by the way. But Nearpod, it gives you an actual preview of each of the students' slides from that screen. It's often too small to be able to really make anything out, but you can see if they're working. In Lumio, no preview is provided. But you can click a student name to see their work, and you can even type in their slide to give them private direct feedback on something. You can circle something or highlight in the directions. No one else would have to know that because no one else gets to see their individual slide. So it's a great way to offer some covert feedback to your students. Um, I do miss having that little preview of who's working on what though. Although the names don't appear on your screen in Lumio when there's a student handout, um, they don't appear there until they have clicked start. So I guess by that you would know that they have started it. And there is a little green done button up in the top that they can, they just click that and it puts a green check mark next to their name on your big overview screen. So that part is really nice. Also, when you click into a student's name and you see their handout, the teacher will have little arrows up at the top to where you can shuffle between the different students that are working on it. So that is a handy thing as well. Um, let's see. Oh, another thing I really like about their individual activities is that you will always have a button in the bottom corner that says teacher handout. I love that because one, we get to see what's going on without clicking into a student's one, which is great if you're sharing your screen or you're uh, using the projector or something like that. You can display a clean copy that no student can write on. It's just nice and crisp. Get everyone set up, explain your directions on what's going on, and you're good to go. Okay, 
Now, teacher's ability to mark on the slides is a huge differentiation between Nearpod and Lumio. Last we checked, Nearpod only offered teacher marking on slides during a lesson to the top tier plans. And I'm talking like the school plans. And I actually just verified this a split second ago because I was super curious. And yeah, it is only the top tier plan. Um, yeah, and that, that plan is expensive. We'll talk about the pricing of both of these programs towards the end, but it, it was quite expensive. However, Lumio offers this to even their free plan users. They offer it for free. This was a game changer for us and ultimately why we made the switch. If you're in a physical classroom, it would be awesome to have an iPad in hand and mark all over your screen as you present. We used to do this back in the day with splash screen, splash pad, ink pad. Oh gosh, I honestly don't remember the name of the app that we used, <laughs> but it was kind of a pain to get it set up and get it to sync. Um, this just has it built right in. And where we teach online, this is a huge benefit. So we can still get that in-person feeling by marking up all over the board, you know, pointing at something as we're talking about it, throwing in a blank whiteboard as needed to add content or highlighting directly on existing slides. It's great. Another side note about slide markup on Lumio is you have the ability to turn any existing slide into a student handout, a group workspace, or a whole class whiteboard on the fly during a live lesson. No interruptions needed. So this is great if you decide you wanna change up the original lesson flow or if you just simply forgot to change it when you were uploading and editing your lesson. Two clicks and you're there. It has certainly saved my butt a few times. So now let's talk about student abilities. As an advocate for inclusive education, you understand the importance of accommodating diverse student abilities. Lumio and Nearpod, they share this commitment. Lumio's integration of touch gestures, pen input, and voice commands provides an inclusive platform for all students, regardless of their abilities. But Nearpod also prioritizes accessibility, ensuring that students with varying needs can actively participate in interactive lessons. Both platforms enable a supportive learning environment where every student can thrive. And this is also regardless of device. With both of these platforms, students can join in using a smartphone, a tablet, a computer, whatever you got, they can do it. Now, while both Nearpod and Lumio allow for teacher audio directions to be added to the slides, I have to give this one to Nearpod. I have to give it to Nearpod for a few reasons. One, Nearpod allows teachers to upload existing audio files on the slides. So if you've already done some recording elsewhere and want to just add that into your lesson, you're set. Lumio has the option to record directly on the slide for five minutes, but there is no option to upload existing media. I've played around with changing microphone inputs and, you know, inputs and outputs and trying to sync it through so that when I play it on my computer, it'll read it as a microphone and then record it onto the slide. And you can do it. I've gotten it to work. But it was a giant pain 
in, yeah. Being able to upload existing audio, it would be a game changer for me. I've done so many recordings throughout the years that it would just be great if I could just upload something I've already done. I have requested that feature in Lumio, by the way. And that's another thing on Lumio. They're very responsive and they actually do listen when people request things. It's it's cool. Okay, let's talk about the second reason why I have to give this audio one to Nearpod. In Nearpod's open-ended questions, students can respond with audio. I'm sure we've all had that student that they have all the answers up in their heads, but they really struggle to put it down on paper. We could talk to them one-on-one and they'd nail it, but it just doesn't travel from their brains to their papers very well. This is where audio responses can be so important in lessons. And I've seen many IEPs that actually require that as an option too. So this is a huge score for Nearpod's team to have it so seamlessly integrated into the open-ended questions. There is a workaround for Lumio though. If you're willing to give it a try, here's my workaround. You can use another amazing tech tool called Moat, M-O-T-E. It's an extension that allows you to record short audio and generate a link automatically for you. So students just download the Moat extension on Chrome or Edge. Um, Edge, you can use the Chrome's web store, so that's how you can use it there. But you just open the extension when you get to a slide that requires their open-ended response. They click record, record their little answer. Um, It gives you 30 seconds for the free plan, which is honestly quite a bit. Um, And then it automatically copies the link into the, uh, oh, what do they call it? The clipboard. And then they can just go ahead and paste that link in to their, well, it depends on what you're in. If you're on just a slide, you can paste in the link as text, but it's going to be just flat text. It's not going to be dynamic. So to get it to be a dynamic one, all they have to do is click the little add button on their toolbar for like images, shapes, and their active links bars in there too. So click on that, click on the link, paste. It seems like it's a little more troublesome to get around, but I mean, just model it for them a few times and they'll be up and running with it like pros in no time. My students were. Um, You can also put it directly into like a response question or a shout it out. You just paste that link directly in there as their response and you're good to go. Okay, Um, let's see. Oh, we also use this as teachers, by the way. So we use Moat with Lumio to give student feedback on writing. And I love it because I love giving audio feedback. It just really helps to build that connection with the students. A lot of times it's a lot quicker than, you know, writing everything out for them. So yeah, we use Moat to give feedback and then we embed it as a live link and they can go and listen to it after the fact. I'll do another episode soon over Moat and how we use it and why we love it so much. All right, back to my reasons of why Nearpod kind of wins in this audio realm. Nearpod does not have a cap on the recording time 
as far as I know. So like when you're recording your teacher directions and everything, I don't know that there is a cap on that. Um, I experimented it with a little, I experimented with it a little bit on my end and it just kind of kept rolling. Um, so yeah, there's not a cap. Now, while you may have unlimited recording time, audio files are notoriously large and this will eat into your storage limits quite quickly. Lumio does not have storage limits but it does have a limit of five minutes of audio per slide for teachers recording directions. And if you're going to use the Moat hack for students, they get 30 seconds per recording on the free Moat plan. So that's definitely something to keep in mind there. Let's talk about teacher functions, teacher features and functionalities. So the role of teachers in shaping the classroom experience it cannot be understated. It really can't. Throw at us what you will. Throw us all these mandates and rules, but it's the teachers at the end of the day that make the learning happen. And Lumio and Nearpod, they provide teachers with essential tools to create these engaging lessons effectively. Nearpod's co-teacher feature, available only with their top plan, the school district plan, it enables multiple educators to contribute simultaneously to a lesson, fostering a dynamic environment for knowledge sharing. Lumio does not currently have the option for co-teaching as of August 2023 when I'm recording this, but it is something that they've added to their planned features list. However, it's been on that list since of uh, October 2022. <laughs> so almost a year has been in the planned list. So how soon will it be up and running? I have no idea. But at least it's in the planning phase. When it comes to presenting lessons, you really can't beat Lumio's interactivity for the teachers and students, especially since it's available in the free versions as well. Everything that you get in their top tier plan, you also get in their free plan. How cool is that? But let's talk about grading. Nearpod has done some work on this front since we last used them regularly, which was about a year ago, maybe a year and a half. But now the reports tab seems to be far more functional than it used to be. You can see by student or by activity reports, and the draw it slides seem to be a bit bigger than they used to be. Now, like I said, I haven't used Nearpod regularly for a year or so. So if I'm looking in the wrong spot, if they fix this, please let me know. But from what I see here, it still seems a bit small. <laughs> Let's say you had uploaded a PDF worksheet or a quiz or something like that, and you wanted to grade it manually you would have to get really close to your screen <laughs> in order to see and grade what's going on. And the Zoom feature just was not, was not cutting it. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, while Lumio does not offer a report per se, I really don't miss it that much. I can re-enter the lesson later and go to the activity, quiz, game, or whatever it was and click the little settings gear on the side to get a breakdown of each student's progress or score on the activity. 
for our handout slides, it'll show me their overview page with the student names and I can click in it and see everything that they had written on it. On whiteboards, I can click on the little more down arrow to see the name of who contributed or delete it if needed. No, Lumio doesn't have a way to moderate whiteboard comments like Nearpod's collaborate boards do. But honestly, it hasn't been an issue with my students after we set the expectations. And the only time I ever had someone try to post something inappropriate was in Nearpod's collaborate board. And I wasn't the one teaching it. It was one of my hired teachers who did. Uh, but she did so good. She kept her cool, even though the student kept submitting and resubmitting and resubmitting and resubmitting every time she denied it. So that's just something to keep in mind. Anyway, um, one thing I really do appreciate about grading manually on Lumio is the ability to leave private student feedback directly on the lesson slide. I mentioned earlier that we use Moat for audio feedback on writing, but you can also use the pen tool for adding proofreading marks or asking questions. You can type in it. Heck, I even upload cheesy memes to pages, like a digital version of the stickers that we used to all get in school. The kids love them. They get excited about, oh, did you get the kittens with rainbows one? Or I don't know. I'm kind of quirky though, so maybe that's not your jam. All right. So unless they've changed that on Nearpod's side, I don't really see a way to give this type of feedback on Nearpod during a live lesson or during a post-class review of the student work. So I love that I can just give them feedback right there when I'm in Lumio. One last thing I appreciate about Lumio versus Nearpod is the ability to move back and forth seamlessly during a live lesson between teacher-paced and student-paced modes. So let's say we're reading a short passage and the following slide is a group workspace where they answer questions over the passage. They need to see the passage, right? Done. Just switch the toggle from teacher to student in the side menu and students can navigate back and forth between the slides as needed. In the same respect, you can turn teacher mode back on whenever you want to guide the pace of the lesson moving forward. It's so nice to be able to switch back and forth like that. You can also share a student paced link directly from the live presentation for students to continue working where they left off after class too. So here's a note though, they do need to be signed in with their Google or Microsoft based email account for this function to work. I know most school emails are either Google or Microsoft based. So that would, that would work, that would qualify. Um, there is a guest mode on Lumio that will allow them to join on the fly by typing in their name. But we always suggest students just log in with their account from the get-go so that it'll save their work from during class and they can get back to it and finish it up after class. And it's just, it just makes life easier. Okay, other features and limitations. It's essential to address the strengths and limitations of each platform honestly. So while Lumio by Smart includes the ability to write on presentation slides across all plans, Nearpod requires an upgrade, a significant upgrade for this functionality. This firsthand experience showcases Lumio's commitment to providing core features without added costs. 
Additionally, Lumio does not currently allow you to upload video files directly to your presentation. So that is a limitation on Lumio's side. Though the platform does compensate by allowing you to embed existing YouTube videos set to public access and include live links for students to interact with during the presentation. So how we have used this is like if I have something that I have recorded or some video that I want the students to watch, um, you know, I can pull it up on YouTube, grab the URL, paste that into the search bar when you add in a YouTube video through their little wizard building thing. And it'll, it'll find it for you directly to put in there. If it's something that I myself have recorded, I can upload it to my YouTube channel, set it to public access, and then copy that link and search for it as well. Okay, both platforms offer a lesson and activity library to teachers. Both have, I think it's a FET simulation, the P-H-E-T simulation. And Lumio does offer Desmos, but as an EL, ELA teacher, not a math or a science teacher, this doesn't really affect me too much. I just wanted to throw it out that that was an option. Some things that are offered by Nearpod that I honestly do miss from Lumio include the ability to embed a live website page in the presentation and the VR field trips. I miss those. Lumio does not offer either of these, but we have simply pasted the link onto our slides and embedded it as a live link whenever the need arises for one of these so that we can all just click on it and we can still get there for the lesson. Now let's talk about plan costs. I've been going on forever and ever about these two platforms. So let's get down to brass tacks. Nearpod does offer a very limited free plan with 100 megabytes of storage space. But that will be out the window in no time. If you're set on using this plan, please create your lessons in Google Slides using the Nearpod add-on. If you do it this way, you don't have to have all of the lessons live on the Nearpod website at the same time to keep them alive. When you're ready to use a lesson, just go into Google Slides, open the Nearpod add-on, and then save, I think it was save and publish or something like that to make it active on the Nearpod website. As a point of reference for storage, I created a free account again for research on this week's topic, and after minimal activities, I'm already using a third of my total storage allotment on the free plan just in one skeletal lesson. Nearpod will quickly ask you to upgrade your plan, and the current pricing as of August 21st, 2023 is $159 per teacher per year for the gold plan or going to the full school license with Premium Plus. So back when we used Nearpod as our primary interactive lesson platform, I had the gold plan with one gig of storage and I still quickly ran out of space. All of those wonderful gamified activities, they really eat up your storage. I called and asked about a school license for my then four teachers and myself, and I was quoted $4,000 a year for a school license for four teachers and myself. 
$4,000. That's just was so far out of our budget. The only way to get the co-teaching, the live annotation for teachers, and the live to student paste option, the unlimited storage, all of that, the only way to get it was to have a school license. And this just simply wasn't an option for us, which is why I went on the search that eventually led me to Lumio by Smart. So that is how I transitioned from one to the other. Now, Lumio, they also offer a free plan and it has a listed storage limit of 50 megabytes, which at first makes it look worse than your pod's free plan at 100 megabytes. But our onboarding specialist said that it's not actually a storage limit per se, but rather it's 10 lessons. So it's a 10 lesson max. However much you want to stuff in those 10 lessons is up to you. But it's a 10 lesson max at a time in your Lumio library for the free plan. If you decide to upgrade to their single plan, the next plan up, you will only have to pay $59. $59 per teacher per year for unlimited storage. That is $100 less than Nearpod for the year, and you'll have all of the features available to you, even in the free plan, and Nearpod's $159 plan only gives you a gig of storage, whereas the single plan with Lumio gives you unlimited storage of $59 per teacher per year. I think that breaks down to like, four dollars and some odd cents per month if you wanted to look at it that way that's crazy now for lumio the next plan up after their single plan is a group plan where you can get licensing for your school or district but i honestly haven't explored that option with lumio yet and here's why our current system and one you could run with your departments even is that I pay for the single plan, so $59 per year, and then I use the share feature where it lets you send the link to fellow teachers to use. So when you share from Lumio, you have the option of sharing a student paste link for students, or you have the option of sending a kind of copy link to teachers. So cool. So what we do is we keep a Google Doc with a table in it for each class and each row is another lesson and then we just paste in the Lumio link so my teachers can just go in there go to the lesson they have for that week click on the link to copy the lesson from my Lumio library over to theirs now I have to keep mine live which is why I have the unlimited storage but they use the basic plan, the free plan, that gives them 10 free lessons. So at the end of the day, they just record anything that needs recorded out of their slides, and then they clear out the library for the new day. If they don't teach so many classes, then they can go, you know, quite a while before they have to clear out their library. Um, So yeah, I'm running my team of teachers for $59 per year instead of $4,000 a year with Nearpod. No brainer in our case, no brainer. But overall, the choice between Lumio by Smart and Nearpod hinges on various factors, 
including cost, functionality, and the unique needs of your classroom. Some of you may be lucky enough to have your district pay for your Nearpod access. That's huge. However, not all of us are so lucky, and even if we are, Lumio has so much to offer too. The inclusion of the ability to write on presentation slides, even in the free plan, sets Lumio apart, demonstrating its commitment to providing educators with essential tools. While Lumio may have some limitations in audio and video embedding and live website integration, its accessible alternatives ensure that interactive learning remains central to everything. As the educational landscape continues to evolve, platforms like Lumio by Smart and Nearpod empower educators like you to shape the future of virtual learning. Your journey in providing engaging and effective educational experiences to middle and high school students is illuminated by the, by the dynamic capabilities of these platforms. When you stand at the crossroads of Lumio by Smart and Nearpod, you're not just selecting a tool. You're crafting an enriching educational journey that resonates with your vision and with your students' potential. Remember, the right platform isn't just about features. It's not just about price. It's about how those features align with your teaching philosophy and the educational needs of your students. Check out the podcast notes here for links on everything I mentioned in today's episode. Have a great week, and I will see you next Monday. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Time Mastery Podcast with your host, Becky Zarr. Tune in next week for another new episode designed just for secondary ELA teachers like you. 